Come on. The strong, the powerful Eric Weiss and Chris Marston Weiss are here on Lifeblood Nurture. Welcome, Eric and Chris. Good to be here. Thank you. It's great to be here. Excited to have you on. Dr. Eric and his wife, Christine, Chris, have flourished during the pandemic. They have expanded their medical practice uh, to include stem cells. Uh, They have written a book, Educating Marston, um, and juggled all of these really, really, really important and challenging things during this time and, 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 and really thrived. So I'm excited to dig into this all with you. If you would, tell us a little bit about your personal lives, some more about your work and why you do what you do. Well, I'll, I'll start off and, you know, I guess my personal life, I, I grew up a simple kid, you know, on the Gulf Coast of Florida, you know, fishing, you know, uh, went through grade school there and high school. Uh, went off to Davidson College and Duke University Medical School, University of California, San Francisco uh, for general surgery, University of Miami for plastic surgery. I did this whole time on a Navy scholarship. So then I went into the United States Navy where I served as uh, chief of plastic surgery at Jacksonville Naval Hospital, uh, then eventually got out. So my, my background is, is you know, I like to say simple country doctor, but uh, a lot of education in between. And uh, as, as we'll learn uh, throughout the interview, I got introduced to stem cells and, and the power of, of biologic therapy uh, through my plastic surgery uh, practice and through my wife, who actually brought it up to me, you know, mm-hmm. as it, as it uh, pertains to our son. And then you can introduce yourself. Okay. Well, I, I grew up in Massachusetts originally and moved to... Clearwater, Florida, on the Gulf Coast also, um, and went to high school there, and then I went to Florida State for my college. I majored in food and nutrition with a um, minor in chemistry. Uh, the food and nutrition likely helped me with my son because a lot of kids on the spectrum have gut issues, so I was very fortunate to have that in my toolbox to help our son, Marston. Um, and... I helped, you know, the beginning, I helped Eric with his practice. Um, I worked in the office, did the finances and whatnot. And then when we uh, noticed that our second son was not doing well, I went off on this journey to help my son, Marston. And that's how it all began. That is how it all began. And how, how, old, is, <laughs> how, how, how old is Marston now? He's 26. 26. Wonderful. So we we have certainly all been through a lot um, over the course of however long it's been with 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 the pandemic. How how this is one of those really big questions. How how have y'all kept it all together and kept everything moving and actually done well through it? Well, I think everybody was just trying to survive, you know, the pandemic. And um, I think kids on the spectrum, it's even more difficult because they are very set in a routine and it was very difficult for our son he was doing a program at the uh, university of north florida it's a program for kids with special needs and it went from going in class to online and he could not do it Mm -hmm. it was just uh, 
he didn't have the attention span to do it. So we had to kind of um, make a new way for him. So we, we stopped that semester and we got him a job with a friend, friends of ours who um, own a boat resurfacing fiberglass and he actually really did well. I mean, it's on the river and he did really well there. And then he um, got a job in a dog park because he's a big animal lover. And we all know that animals, you know, really help kids with anxiety and there's therapy dogs for autism. So, you know, in that way, we, we would have never gone that turn. So it really helped. We just tried to replace you because these kids do get kind of concrete and and so they wake up at 7 a.m every day and they don't understand oh you're not going to this program we're not doing therapy we're not doing this and so we decided that we would just transfer that and and so he got up at 7 a.m and then went to this this you know fiberglass place and uh we got somebody to go with him and, and i went with him the first couple times and chris went with him and we showed him how to sweep up and pick up. And uh, the guys there took him under the wing and he went, you know, from picking up and sweeping up to, you know, doing some sanding and taping off things and washing the boats. But um, there was so much that, that we learned just getting him prepared for the job. Like they would put all the tools away and then they would take pictures of where the tools went and then they would paste the, the pictures on the wall. So when he would pick up a tool he would know where it would go just by matching the, the picture. So it, it was a little bit of innovation and uh, to be honest, a lot of necessity. It's like, how do we transfer, you know, how do we make up for this, this loss of, um, of the school system and, and, and make it uh, worthwhile that he's just not sitting at home every day. How, how long was, you made the decision of, because I'm sure that that was a really, really difficult decision, um, although it was out of necessity, you, you start thinking about making this pivot and finding um, essentially a, 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 a job for him uh, to actually coaching him, talking with him about making the change. Just talk, talk me through that process about how, 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 how long that took. Well, everything takes a long time the, yeah. and it, it's all baby steps you know from you know I would say that we we first agreed um, and he saw he couldn't go to school yeah, anymore. he actually came to us and said I can't do this right. I can't do this and I saw him struggling and I just went I'm not going to torture him through this mm -hmm. it's not worth it for him you know it's not worth us you know to pay the money online and he's not learning anything. So how can we adjust his schedule? You know, it's, he told us really that, and then, you know, I would say six weeks, you know, it's baby steps. You know, I don't think any of us like a new transition. It's very, you know, if there's anxiety and all of us doing something new and um, the same, I think it's a little bigger for them so you take little baby steps and after six weeks he was you know i can do this right so it was first you know just taking him down and doing a drive-by showing him where the place is physically what does it look like and we did that once or twice 
And then he he met uh, this, I call him a kid because he's younger than me, Nick Arthur, who who runs the, the place. And to meet with him and talk with him, don't do any work, just meet him, talk to him. Um, and then I went with him and Chris went with him a couple times and actually worked with him. Um, and then through vocational rehabilitation, um, there's, there's services for, for special needs individuals and, and work that you can, you can call your state and say, oh, I'm interested in vocational rehab, that they assign somebody to them for like four or five weeks who would show up and kind of be the liaison between him and the work. Uh, like a shadower, like they shadow them and then they teach, you know, they help them, you know, with the like, with the routine, with the routine and, and adjust to their schedule of the job and how it to make it easier for them. They, this is what they do. So they're great at their job. Because to be honest, the, the people at vocational rehab had a lot of good ideas. They said, you know, get an iPad and, and have those, the guys make movies of what they do and, and where they want the tools, the people, how to, you know, all, all the things that they would want Marston to do. And then at night, he would watch them like a movie, you know, and, and so it would start to, to get into his rote memory of what's the first thing he does when he gets there, what's the second thing. And then now he, he, he enjoys it and he's talking about working there for the rest of his life, you know. <laughs> you know, it turned, it turned into this great, uh, truly not only mental but physical activity for him because it's mm-hmm. uh, it... I appreciate that as 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 you look back on on the on the experience it sounds like there was just an immense amount of learning about well I don't know if immense is the term there's a lot of learning about the different resources that are available sounds like from um, just from from the outside but dealing with the anxiety of 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 him and managing through his anxiety, but I also imagine the anxiety that that y'all had to deal with individually and then as a couple. Well, I think it's it's been that way for a long time. You know, when you fought, when you initially find out that your son, you know, has autism. You know, that's the biggest impact, you know, the anxiety starts then and then you just have to take as much as you can a little pieces of of trying to move forward. So I don't think now it's as, as much of an impact as it was when we initially found out, because I I think for me, I just say it's one more thing. You know, I can figure this out on you know, I'm strong, I can do this. And I think moving forward, you know, there, there's so much more now when we found out that um, Marston was autistic, there wasn't even the internet, there was no Google. So we were old school. You yeah, know? I mean, we, cell phones <laughs> because, he, you know, for his memory, he can take pictures of things. And then he knows how to pull up the pictures on his cell phone. We can track them on his cell phone. Uh, you know, it's it's immensely sad, but we had a, a four-year-old autistic boy uh, drown last night here, and he just wandered off, you know, wandered into a retention pond. He was found this morning. And so it it's, these kids don't deal deal with life. They don't, you know, if, if uh, I don't know, if you're driving, life is fine until you get a flat tire. Well, most normal people, you know, can deal with a flat tire. But they just they they lack that uh, intuitive uh, 
you know, ability to take it to the next step. And, and so I think that's very anxiety provoking. You know, what happens if something that worked? You know, what happens if he gets lost walking around? You know, things like that. Yeah. I mean, sometimes those things, you know, they since they happen, we had an incident where, you know, I, I showed him how to use his debit card at the Target because it's right next to his, where he lives. And, um, you know, he was, of course, to start off with baby steps, you know, I went in with him that we did it a few times and then I sat in the parking lot. And anyway, we got to the point where he was on his own and his debit card didn't work. Mm. He kind of called me on the phone. Of course, I called the bank and they, I didn't know in real time they can tell if you use your debit card or not. And they said, no, he has money in it. And um, I told the Target cashier and then she said it wasn't working and eventually put all his stuff back and he left. And then I went into the Target and I spoke to the manager and she used his card on another register, uh, register and it worked. So I was kind of mind my mind blew because I thought, wouldn't that be the next step? So instead of getting angry about that, I said, okay, what can I do? So I bought him a, I bought him a target gift card with money on it. So I said, if this doesn't work, this is your backup. And that was good for me because that's going to happen. So we have to, we have to prepare more for our kids than, you know, your neurotypical kids who can figure it out. Yeah. You should always have a contingency plan. Right. You know, try to figure out all the things that can screw up and, and, and then go that way. <laughs> and then go that way. And, and as new information comes in, like the Internet and smartphones and stuff like that, uh, you're, 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 you're able to then take and apply. Uh, and, and, and stem cells has certainly been, I imagine, one of those innovations. Yeah, well, it, it there's a couple things that that I, I that were hugely influenced on me, and one was when I was at University of California, San Francisco. We took care of a young man who who was injured at a track tournament. Uh, he was hit in the head with a hammer that was you know thrown and it went awry. It, his, his skull was crushed, and you know truly brains were coming out and. And, you know, I took him to the operating room. I shaved his head and got everything ready for the neurosurgeons who came in and and took care of him. And afterwards, he was in a coma for a while, eventually got transferred to another, you know, long-term care facility. And then probably a year to a year and a half later, I'm reading the sports section in, in San Francisco. And it says he graduated from from UC Berkeley. And so I, I called my friend, the neurosurgeon. They said, you know, like two months later, he woke up and then he just got better and better. And he... he he was fine, except for a little left arm weakness. And I always said, I was there. That that guy lost a third of his brain. Oh, my gosh. So, you you know, and he became normal. So you can't tell me, my son, who has a, a, a anatomically, you know, 100% brain, somehow we can't get normal. And so we've learned a lot about autism, and it looks like neuroinflammation plays a role. And we've learned a lot about adult stem cells. These aren't fetal stem cells. These are from, from live living births. They come from the umbilical cord that is usually just thrown away. That these little stem cells actually turn off inflammation. 
And, and so it, it's, it's actually an easy thing. It's just an IV. And you just inject these, this umbilical cord blood into their veins. And they set up shop. And they, they turn off this neuroinflammation and turn on neurorestorative processes. And there's some early clinical trials now that are out two or three years, uh, mostly from Duke. And I went there, so I'm kind of tied into them. Um, that show anatomic changes in the brain that are increasing speaking and in, in, in improving autism. And so they took, they took 25 kids, all with autism, gave them umbilical cord blood, and 60% got significantly better, single dose. Wow. And the improvement uh, peaked at, uh, at six months, and it lasted. It, it didn't go back down. So it was kind of a stair step up, and they maintained their level. And so I believe it's going to be a, a, a treatment of the future. Fascinating. And so your, 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 your life experiences as a medical doctor and being, being obviously a, a mother and a father and being successful entrepreneurs and, and parents, um, you, you, you took all this knowledge and wrote a book. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I, you know, since I feel like I'm farther along in the journey, he's 26, and you know, now everybody knows someone with, you know, autism or a, a family that's dealing with autism. It's one in 55 births. So wow. I thought, okay, I have all. I took copious amounts of notes, and I said, I have all this knowledge. There's so many people behind me on this journey. It's my job to help the next people behind me. And I just sat down with Eric and I said, we need to, you know, give this to other people. And there was, there's no playbook out there, you know, when your child is diagnosed with autism, but I can give them my playbook and tell them what I did. And you can write stem, the stem cell chapters. So that's what we did in the book. And in the back of the book, there's a research chapter on everything that we did, the websites, the, you know, the information, who to call, what it helped, you know, it's even not if you, just a biography, it, it's a, it's a reference manual as well. It's so she, like she said, great notes. And it's something that something can just refer to something and, and get the website, and the phone number. Right. And the stem cell chapters are really good because right now it's such a new thing and a lot of people are asking about it and they're very uh, well written you know for a layman to read and I think that for our son it was miraculous what it did and I said you just can't keep this to yourself you have to write this so other people can read about this because what it did for our son it made him so much more independent. You know, he lives on his own right now. Um, he's driving. I mean, it. this is a child who didn't speak. So I just think that, you know, it's our job as a human to go forward and pay it forward. Yeah, I appreciate um I'm aware of, of how challenging and all-encompassing writing a book can be, so I certainly appreciate you taking <laughs> your experiences and knowledge and, 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 and going through all that work, so thank you. Well, Chris and Eric, thank you so much for coming on. Um, 
where can people learn more about you? Where can they pick up a copy of the book? Uh, the book, you know, from Amazon to Target to, to, to Walmart to our own uh, website, educatingmarston.com. And uh, there's a lot of information on the website. There's actually some links that uh, people can use to even get more information. Or even if they think there's something wrong with their child, there's a link to a Dr. Weathersby where you can upload video and, 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 and other uh, information and, and get a developmental pediatrician and psychologist to essentially take a look at your child, you know, virtually. Because uh, I think the key now is, is early detection. Early intervention. And early intervention. Right. And, and so that, the, the website is, is designed, uh, you can get the book there, but, but it's also designed to help, you know, uh, parents with a new diagnosis to, to help them navigate uh, autism as much as possible. And it's actually called Autism Navigator. <laughs> yeah, that's the website, Autism Navigator, that there's a link to. It, 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 it's profoundly helpful. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Chris and Eric your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to educatingmarston.com. That's E-D-U-C-A-T. I-N-G-M-A-R-S-T-O-N.com. Pick up a copy of the book, Educating Marston, and take advantage of all the great resources that Chris and Eric have put together. Thanks again, Chris and Eric. Thank Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.